Thank you for calling Comcast today. How may I be of assistance? Oh, cool. Are you a real person? Because I've been on hold for like 25 minutes. Yes, sir. What can I help you with today? Okay, so I have a problem with my internet. Um, I am playing this game through the internet called Destiny 2, and I need I need you to fix it. Like, I need to form, like, a, a, I, want, I have a complaint, I guess. I need you to help me fix my, my game through the internet. Can you do that for me? Sir, if you could take a second and uh, give me your secret key so that I can verify your account details. Like my gamer tag? Because, like, really what I'm wanting to do is I don't know that I necessarily want my name attached to this, but um, there's a lot of things that I really think Bungie should do, and um, since it's coming through the Internet, I'd really like you to fix them for me. So is that, are you, like, the right person that I should be talking to? I... Let's just make sure you're a customer first, and then we'll worry about your specific complaint. Okay, okay, I, I got it. I am definitely a customer. Um, okay, so my name is Fluffy Fingers MD, and I play this game Destiny, and like they just the whole thing's wrong. Like they're totally just trying to steal my money. Um, they just they broke it all, man. And I just I need you to fix it. So, um, where should we start? Like, do you want to start with like the PvP or the PVE? Or like the lack of RNG guns, like what, where should we start with this issue so that we can kind of narrow down what we have to do to get it fixed or if a tech has to come out or whatever has to happen? I think you just need to relax and realize that the end game is the friends you play with. Oh, you know, I got some end game. End game is Potato Thumbs Podcast. And welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the premise was good. The ending wasn't great. No, Hi, everybody. No. Welcome to episode 13 <laughs> of Potato Thumbs Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Admiral Nips. You heard Fluffy Fingers MD. And tonight we have with us Expired AF. Expired, how you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm well. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. You, you're welcome to, um, you know run away if, if that horrible last minute made up intro <laughs> bothers you at all we understand <laughs> no i'm just kidding man um you doing well tonight that's good man that's good uh so why don't you give the the public a little info about yourself how do you how do you know us like where where do why are you here uh, well, I called Comcast and I, I ended up with you guys. I don't, I don't know. No, um, we, well, I, I, I'm a part of a very, uh, a very well-known clan, Tush, Treads Upon Shards, no. uh, with Hambo here and, you know, geez, we've played for, I don't know how long and, About and the Death RX crew. Yeah. Yeah. A good two years now. And, uh, we just, I guess we're both obsessed with, uh, with Destiny and Comcast. Yeah, no, it's important to be obsessed with Comcast. Um, you know, they they they're the leading edge of making you wait on the phone. Um, okay, so you it's kind of cool, man. I met you through the uh league that uh Nips had set up. Um and we we definitely played a lot together uh through the few seasons that I was on there. Um, but let's let's go back a little bit further. Like when did you first get into gaming? Like what was your first gaming experience, gaming system? Give me a little background. Well, I you know, I'm a, I'm probably a bit bit older for the gamer, so my my first uh venture into the game world was the, the Atari 2600. You know, I grew up with the little asteroids, Pitfall, Berserk, 
Uh, it's funny. My dad actually bought my mom the Atari for her birthday, and I don't think she ever touched it. I, us kids pretty much took it over and controlled it. So uh, that's where it all began, you know. I mean, I've I've had a system, everyone that's come out all the way through, but the Atari 600 is what, what got the ball rolling. Nice, man. Nice. Um, so did you did you rock the NES then when that came out? The I did. Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah, we had the NES. We had a we had a master system, a lesser known lesser known master system in the house, and you know we moved through all the ranks. Matter of fact, I still I still have a couple of them in the garage. I could probably probably dig out a Super Nintendo. Nice. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what was what was the first game that you really like got into as a gamer? Like that really like sucked you in that you can remember. You know, I mean. I, Goldeneye, I think, kind of, kind of got it started. But, but what really got me hooked was, uh, was I, I had bought an, I bought it the original Xbox. I had, I had got it for Project Gotham Racing 2, and I think I played it for about a week, and, uh, and then Rainbow Six Three uh, came along, and it was my first online shooter experience. It was the first experience where you had, you know, guys on that side, guys on this side, and it, it had some, some. Um, some ragdoll physics but the coolest part was was in survival you had this uh death room once one person from the team died all the dead people got in a room together and talked so you no longer talk to your team you only talk to other dead people so you can imagine it was some pretty wonderful uh colorful dialogue going on in there (laughs) yeah oh i find it hard to believe you would say anything offensive well, you know, I mean, I'm polite and all. Sometimes, sometimes we had some some choice words to say, you know. But hey, that's where that's how friends are made, right? I or like lifelong enemies. I like that. Um, that your introduction from gaming, like your parents got you the system, and the family was all about it. And like you've kind of been keeping that tradition alive yourself as well because like you have a, a little one and he's he's pretty damn talented with the uh with the thumbsticks he, he is he is i'm i'm watching you know i i thought he was gonna gonna get ahead of me here in destiny too but but i think i've still i've still got his number you know yeah but he's he's coming along for sure he's definitely more talented than i would ever was at, at that age yeah, yeah. i definitely I played his team a few times, man, and I definitely, I definitely lost quite a few one v one battles against him. So, he is he is skilled, and it's it's cool that you guys can uh, can play together, and then you know, like you also like support that, and he likes it. That's that's really cool, man. That's uh, that's a cool thing. Um, any other games that you're playing currently besides uh, Destiny, or anything else that's really really drawn you? Or are you really just uh, going hard on D two? Well, with the release of D2, I mean, it's it's taken up a lot of time, but um, especially even right before that, I, I we dabble in a whole bunch. You know, I, I think you know I love Titanfall. I think that the Titanfall sequel is massively underrated. Uh, a little bit of Overwatch, Halo Five, Forza. Uh, I still, I still, there's still a part of my heart that likes COD. I know you guys <laughs> can go ahead and Comcast me for it, but COD still still gets bought every year, whether I play much of it or not. Nice, nice. I played. I'm excited for oh god! Uh, I was gonna say I played every single Call of Duty, um, and then Advanced Warfare was the last one. Um, we even had the original, like the single player ones on PlayStation. But once I once I found the multiplayer of Call of Duty, um, with Call of Duty Four, I believe it was, 
mm-hmm. that is, I, I was like locked in, man. I, I always pre-ordered them. Um, <clears throat> I only played the campaign if the servers were down and I couldn't play online. Um, mm-hmm. but otherwise I w- I was right there with you, like every single call of duty. And I, I enjoyed it, man. Like they're fun games. I don't, I never approached them the same way that I did with destiny as far as trying to get good. Like I was very casual with them. Like I played them every night, but I was never doing research to find out how to make myself better, you know, or, or, or consuming content like I have with destiny. Yeah, that's, that's what those games were, were kind of about. I mean, I, I got on with a group of friends every night. My, my dad actually played a bunch. He, he retired from gaming a few years ago, but uh, he was hilarious because he was the most campiest camper you've ever seen. <laughs> and one day we looked at uh, one of my friends looked at his lineup and they saw that he had like like the quick running armor and like the lightweight guns. And, and so like all this stuff to make you run faster. And they said, Jarhead, what are you doing? All you do is sit in the corner. And he goes, well, I got to hurry up and get to my spot. So he, he, <laughs> <laughs> he had this class set up like he's running and gunning, but it was only so he could run to his spot. And then he would sit there the entire map. I like it. He's yeah. taken the fisherman's yeah. approach to uh, to camping. Like you need the biggest motor on your bass boat to get to the fishing <laughs> yeah. spot first yeah. so you can sit there and camp all day. <laughs> like yeah, that, that was him. That awesome. was him. You excited for the uh, return to Boots on the Ground with uh, World War II coming up in a month? You know, I don't know. I mean, I... I... For the last couple of the ones that preceded Advanced Warfare, I, I bought them, but I just didn't play them much. And then when I got to Advanced Warfare, uh, I, it, it felt really good. It had a real nice feel to the wall running, the movement. And, I, and I, I, I'm actually a little bit concerned. I wonder if boots on the ground will, will feel too slow and too uh, restrictive, you know. So I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm a bit apprehensive. I'm not sure. Well, that would be it? interesting then. Call of Duty World at War was kind of kind of what they're going for with this one. And I have to say, man, that Gewer 43, I was a god with that gun. It was a scout rifle. And uh, we played we played uh, LAN a lot, like, at work. We would, over our lunch break, we would all, like, four to six of us would get into uh, the conference room, and we had a projector and an Xbox, and we would just, you know, do LAN, LAN play like for the entire lunch break and no one could touch me with that scout rifle man that that was a that was a fun game man like some people either you either really loved that style of game or you really hated it because it was it was a big jump from the modern warfare series to going back to world war Two. so it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off yeah it looks good i mean it it, it looks like it hits all the right spots. So, I mean, I guess we'll just kind of, you know, I mean, the true test of a game is is how it plays. So we'll find out soon, I suppose. For sure. Um, how do you guys feel about how the token system played with Iron Banner um, this week? Like versus getting end-of-game rewards. I found myself breaking down the same amount of stuff. Uh, it felt like, um, uh, it's just a little bit less fun because instead of at the end of the game and seeing it and being like, okay, I'm breaking that down. I had to go to Saladin, turn in 20 coins. Like, okay, I already got that. Break it down. Although I didn't really, I think I turned in 11 packages. So it wasn't like I ground 
the shit out of Iron Banner this time. That's still, that's like 200, 220 rep, you know? Yeah. That's that's still a lot of games, man. 11 packages is a lot of games, for sure. Um, How did it treat you, man? Did you did you play it at all, Expired? <laughs> I did. I did, and I actually took the stingy old man approach, and I didn't cash in one token until about Sunday night, and I got up to about 380. And, wow. uh, and then I said, okay... I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to cash him in. Now, I did manage to get a full set of uh, Titan armor, but I also went broke on Glimmer trying <laughs> to infuse it all, and I got I got down to 10 Glimmer. Oh, man. <laughs> a 10 spot. That's pretty so impressive. You, you can imagine my dismay when I, I get online today, this morning, and I see that all the, uh, all the gear was dropping at high power light level. So... Uh, but hey, it's glimmer, right? You got to spend it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm currently sitting at ninety-seven thousand glimmer uh, after <laughs> <laughs> after spending five thousand to put a mod on my nameless midnight that I got, and I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I don't know if I'm ever spending all of this glimmer ever again. I'm intrigued. What what did you need on your nameless midnight? I just threw a mod on for to get it up to three oh five. Oh, okay kinetic damage so it's fine it uh we ran the raid or not the raid the nightfall and it was that extra little bit of extra damage was helpful i guess probably not it's placebo effect the the fact that i want to go in at 305 instead of 304 yeah and i was too lazy to use dim to move stuff over but uh but yeah so i don't know i don't have a huge problem with the token system but it does make the end of game rewards not really seem like they matter at all i you know i i don't have a a problem with the system in the sense of of rewarding wise like i enjoyed having a grind um i do dislike the fact that you have to go to the tower to do it um, because that means that basically I'm going to play all night and I'm going to get my, my rewards at the end of the night. And then I'm not going to use any of the guns that I just got or anything else. It's just going to go into dim and then I'm going to forget that I have them. Um, to put it in perspective, I got 28 packages and I'm sitting on 26 tokens. So that puts me at 586 rep roughly oh, yeah. for, for my warlock. So I, I, did a did quite a bit of grinding on the uh the iron banner i am missing arms so i did not get arms i got everything else i think i got all the weapons um but yeah the arms the arms eluded me man and um let's see looking yeah 135 matches total so i was a chess piece and a, a mark away from having the complete set i the chess piece is huge because that's like, well, at least for the warlock, that's like ninety percent of your armor. <laughs> Titan too, so yeah. that was a bit unfortunate. So I have the helmet, the arms, and the legs, and it's like, all right, but without the without the chest piece, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Um, so I was talking to uh, Necessary Evil uh, today or yesterday, and he brought up a good point, like. What if when you went to the vendor, they brought it back to how it was in Rise of Iron where you could choose, well, then it was guns, armor, or chroma, but now it could be 
guns or armor when you get your package like you think that would maybe help I think the lack of uh, of random roll really kind of takes away from it, you know. I, and it takes it. You're picking guns, you're picking armor, but I mean, eh, especially if you're a, a heavy player, if you if you you play just all the time, uh, it's it's very hard to be surprised. You you don't you don't come across and go, oh, what is this, you know? And yeah, that's also part of that in game too. You know, you get done with a an Iron Banner match or a Crucible match, and and someone gets a roll. It's not even you, but somebody else has that drop in that list. And and what does everybody do? They they run their their cursor over it to see what it is. I mean, there was there was excitement. You know, even if it was just a little bit, and even if it wasn't for you, it was there. And, and it's tough now because it feels like you walk to the vendor, and and you just get your gear and you roast it and you move on. And there's no um, there's, there's just not really an excitement in the way that system's set, you know? So what kind of, as you're saying, you could pick a gun or pick armor. I think that may help. Um, but I, I think the longer you play, I think that the, that the excitement dissipates regardless of, you know, what you're left with. That is true, man. Because like towards the end of D1, like when I went to go choose things, like it didn't matter what I was choosing because I didn't need either of them. I think I always chose weapons just because you're always chasing that God roll, but you know, it was just kind of like uh, I have, I have a crucible rep package, but I don't really want to go pick it up, so I'll just let it lapse over, and to the, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the next package, you know. Um, you bring up a good point, though, man. Like I totally agree. At the end of crucible matches, you know, someone got a party crasher to drop, or a matador, or an is luna. Like you're gonna hover over it to see what the perks that it's gonna show are. Like, oh, dude, like you. You got you got rangefinder on that like that might be a really good role like let me know what you got, um. Yeah, I miss that man. I totally miss that. I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. Huh. I'm not sure if I necessarily miss it, but it was definitely an extra layer of intrigue. I guess that's the the thing that I've found lately is. If I'm playing Destiny now, it's solely for the people because I don't need the guns, I don't need the armor, I don't like there's no random rolls to chase or anything like that. So I'm playing either for I'm friendship. in a party. Yeah. Well for friendship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, howdy, was that not the greatest way to put that into a community that was already oversalted at the time. Um yeah. <laughs> but but it's I mean, I agree with him entirely. It's <laughs> there's literally nothing that I could get from a reward that will make me super excited right now. I play right. it because it's fun playing it. The, the mechanics are still fun. Some of the stuff is still really hard to do, so it's fun to do that. And uh, I mean, the re- I mean, people play it for different reasons. But I've never I roasted so much stuff in Borderlands too, like. People are like, oh, you play Borderlands to get all the stuff dropping. It's like, yeah, probably just going to delete it anyways. Uh, don't really care about it. Yeah, like, is it orange? Nope. Okay, I'm not picking it up. Yeah, so I I am not the most uh, loot-motivated player in the world. Yeah, I, you know, I I have to say I enjoyed the Iron Banner grind because I really dig the armor and I really wanted the fusion rifle, and Bungie knew this, and they waited until my 28th package to give me the fusion rifle. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know, and, and it was a fun grind. And then like I still had the trials uh stuff to grind out. Um I didn't have the adjudicator yet, even though I have um the antiope or antiope or antelope or whatever you want to call it. Um still don't have that. So Yeah, so one of and, those ones these days. Yeah, and I played with Val last night and I got the um I got the adjudicator, so now I'm like, well, you know, at this point, do I start looking for blue weapons <laughs> that I want to run? And, you know, if we had private matches or custom games, I would be more open to that because then I could just use dumb weapons like blues and test them out. But I don't I don't know what it is about regular pubs. I just don't want to go into them and test weapons out, you know. I don't know. I miss RNG rolls. <laughs> I miss the chase. Well, now you can chase the uh, backwards walking moat, and then you can test out the guns all you want from the safety of inside the walls. Uh, supposedly, <laughs> it's not just the backwards walking moat either. Some people were reporting that there are other emotes, although they did not tell me which emotes they are. Apparently, there is more than one um, that we've been told, word of mouth, uh, that works. But for sure, you can backwards walk into any wall that you want. <laughs> just right on in. Yep. For those of you who haven't seen it, there's uh there's videos out there of the use the backwards walking mode up against a solid wall. Your character will go into the wall and then you can either run around behind the map if you're the curious exploring type, or you can stick the front of your gun out of the wall and shoot out and then have the wall block any bullets that might hit your character except for the very tiny little hitbox of the gun that's sticking out. Uh Meaning you could basically be invincible in PvP if so desired. You could definitely go flawless um, with <laughs> with this glitch because you could you like they showed Midtown on the video that I saw, and you could just walk into the wall and sit on the point and wait for someone to go and you know go and drop the bomb there and just shoot them. Have someone else walk into the wall on on the other point and yeah, it's, it's I pretty mean, broken. You put down a Titan barrier and all of a sudden they're screwed. So I guess it's not uh, <laughs> an unbeatable strategy because <laughs> if you want to shoot around the Titan barrier, you have to come out of the wall. Yeah. That's, so that's that would true. be my next question. I, I haven't seen it and I, I've heard it exists, but can you actually backwards walk out of the wall? You forward walk out of the wall. Basically, yeah, you can, if you're you on the back walk. side of the wall, you can just walk out. You can just straight walk out. There's no yeah. there's no wall from the insides. They only put the the stop engine on the outsides mostly. Hmm. Seems yeah. like a good idea. It's not a great uh not a great bug to be having out there, but it does feel like it's a lot harder to exploit than people were who were freaking out about it earlier today. Uh like on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, though, to be fair, if it had happened to me in a game, I probably would have been pretty pissed off as well. I have, yeah, I haven't seen anyone use it, and I played, I played a lot of games. Although this came out Friday, so maybe, maybe it just wasn't enough in the public eye. Maybe not enough people were at work, not working, checking Reddit for it to really explode. Yeah, I mean, I watched Val play Trials for like ten hours yesterday, and it didn't happen in a single one of their games either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on. He was on quite a trials run yesterday, man. What time did they start? Like super early in the morning, uh, right? It was about 
I want to say 11 o'clock Central Time. Maybe okay. 10.30. Um, what was the plan for the day? The, well, originally the plan was he was going to start his Titan and I was going to take my level 3 37 power warlock and run through the story together so that I could we could both, you know, start leveling, leveling up those characters and do endgame stuff with them. But instead, he decided to run trials, which is fine. You know, he's trying to help people out. He was, you know, he gets a kick out of getting people to the uh, the spire and getting into the purple butthole uh, at the spire. Um, except for they weren't able to yesterday at all, the entire day. They got one person in like 12 and a half hours. Yep. It was the sweatiest, <laughs> like... Honestly, he's like it felt like the last weekends in D one, but I don't even think the last weekends in D one were that bad for those guys. We yeah, we had a really weird we we played some really weird cards. However, um, because we we re- did a recording segment with him, which our our uh, lovely listeners will hear uh, later in the show, um, and then um, you jumped off, and Val and I went in, and Val. Uh, ran a card with me we ran well we tried a couple times and when he was host we were matching up with 3.0 players like every single match and then we switched to my host and we were matching up with like 0.60 players and we we legit had a team where two people were less than 0.1 players this weekend like, like we had, we we met some like straight potato teams with my host. It was fantastic, um, but it only lasted so long, and then we got into sweaty players again. So I don't know. I I think you might be onto something there. Uh, you yeah. know, I've kind of thought that that's been the case, and I, it's kind of raised my eyebrow over the last two weeks. We we had the same experience. We got uh, stomped out today, and our our guy hosting was our best guy. Yeah, uh, he was a one one eight one nine, and uh, and we drew one sevens and up uh, multiple times, and then the second we switched over to a to a point point seven point eight host, uh, we started drawing lower things. I, I think I think you might be onto something with that. Well, and here's a weird thing: we went up against a team that was um, like right around one for the weekend and you know it's me and i'm typically right around 1.0 and it was dex and val and who's the other person with us hambo oh blue. dan danny daniel blue alpha three so daniel now but oh okay okay I didn't same person he changed his name yeah yep. so blue was with us and they're all like they're all like 2.0 players you know right around that range um, don't insult Val. He'll get he'll get salty yeah, if you okay, okay, low above his uh, KD that he worked so hard to keep up. They're all 2.0 except for Val, who's closer to 3.0. Um, and dude, this 1.0 team just wrecked our faces. Um, it was absolutely insane. So yeah, I don't know what was going on with with trials this weekend, but um, I do I definitely do think that having your worst player be the host or your player with the worst stats at least uh that's that's definitely probably a good move yeah i mean it it can't hurt you know i mean the the worst it could do is is be the same you know yeah. so it's worth definitely right. worth trying yeah well it i mean god i think i think we loaded into like three or four matches right off the bat where there was not one person that was a 1.0 
And then as I started to play better, it seemed like the people that we were playing against started to get harder. So I think there might be something to that, man. Good news. I can host because I am a terrible trials player. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, though, to be fair, Iron Banner has gotten my KD much, much healthier. Uh, I've gone from like a, at the beginning of Iron Banner, I was a 0.82 overall KD. And I'm all the way up to a 0.9 now on my account with the bad trials runs in there where I was like a 0.59 or something like that. So Iron Banner was thankfully, much like in D1, a KD uh, clinic for the old uh, account because there are some people who play that who are not very good at PvP no. and they are in my skill bracket now. <laughs> yeah definitely i mean i ran solo probably more than half of my games this time and i actually had a lot of fun with it only because i didn't care at all about winning because i was running solo so it's like i'm not trying to help the team i mean like there's aren't people i care about that i'm trying to get to win like if we win that's great but i'm not going to go throw myself on b over and over and over again in a failed endeavor so I just stuck to the edge of the map and did circles around the map, and there was a lot of shooting people in the back, and uh, that's a skill that I am pretty good at. If they're looking at me, I'm in trouble, but in the back, I'm a pro. Yeah. Yeah, my trials and uh, Iron Banner KD definitely rises and falls. I, I think there there may be some correlation between sobriety level. I, I It's unproven at this point. <laughs> I, I don't really know. No, more testing probably is needed for that. I, I think. I definitely think more testing is definitely needed for that. We need um, to get somebody to write an API call to see what your KD is Monday through Thursday, and then Friday <laughs> through Sunday. <laughs> I don't know if that's information I I want to actually know. <laughs> Wait, where's Die God when you need him? Oh yeah, Diego <laughs> would be able to find that for sure. Sorry, sorry, Diego. I had to say it. Um, literally. Every person that has ever played with him for the first time is like, <laughs> hey, Die God, or who's this Die God guy? It's great. I mean, I did it too the first time I played with him, and he's like, uh, it's Diego D. And I'm like, oh, okay. Who who would read that as Diego? It, you no see one. the first word that your mind can comprehend. You see Die. You don't see yep. Diego. You see Die because it's the first word that you see. And, and then you see God, and you think, well, what kind of sick animal? Is that is that his name? Die God? Like... <laughs> Hmm. That that seems a little intense, you know. That might need a break, and and by then you're already off on some mental tangent, you know. Stop and go. <laughs> oh, I bet it's Diego D. <laughs> but oh. then you call him Die God in a call out, and then um, Nips jumps and he's like, "Hey, idiot! It's Diego." <laughs> <laughs> I only did it to you because, well, it was you. I love you too. All right, so. Um, where are you guys running? Like, what are you running right now? Like, we've had a couple weeks to to really kind of set into into guns that we like and play with with the guns. Like, what are you guys running for loadouts that you really like right now? Go for it, Man, expired. It's, it's hard not to to run an auto rifle in in some capacity, whether that's that's origin story. Obviously, Uriel's in the prosecutor. The number's really good. Uh, it, it it's hard just not to have one. I mean, as as yeah. much as I like the, uh, you know, and and really on a on a longer map, a shorter map, it kind of means I run an auto rifle with a, a 
a last hope or a submachine gun or on the longer maps you, you go with the auto rifle uh, uh, scout rifle but but they just feel so good and I, I hope they don't change that. that that's one thing I've really enjoyed about D2 is how good the auto rifle feels for sure so what is your ideal loadout like if you were going in and I know it changes with maps but maybe what's your favorite loadout maybe that's a better question I I I like going back, and I've gone. I went back to this a bunch in uh, in Iron Banner, but I just loved running that origin story, Last Hope uh, uh, run. I mean, and it, you know, the Last Hope. If you get close, man, it'll melt you. You know, and that, I think I caught a lot of people by surprise there because they they thought the auto rifle I can squeeze in, and uh, and then they just they melt like the the Wizard of Oz witch. They're, you're gone. You know, that's a a great gun. I like it. What um what subclass are you running typically? Uh, funny enough, I mean, I, uh, Titan, Titan Master Race, right? Am I wrong? Uh, that, that was my D1, uh, mentality all the way through Destiny. I always went back to the Titan, loved it. I, I mainly played Trials on the Warlock because there was so much power in the self-res, but, uh, but when I got into D2, I, I played the Striker. Um, that was, that was my initial go, and, and, and I moved to the Hunter, and it was on one of those, uh, very sober Friday night. 3 a.m. runs and, and the mobility in the hunter i it was funny because that night i was i was ragging the hunter i'm like ah the mobility all it helps is walking distance blah 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 well then a little bit later on i finally took the hunter into pvp and and you can dance with that guy you can dance so readily jump back and forth that it made one-on-ones a breeze and and i i can't can't stop playing the hunter now I have been noticing that in all the videos and gameplay that I've been watching and playing with my friends and and even playing against people who are really good with hunters. I love Warlock, but I'm really starting to think the mobility on a hunter is is where it's at right now with the current setup. Like I I'm really really tempted to start a hunter this week just so I can start playing around with it. Yeah, yeah, it's I've a totally been... unrelated class. I mean, you, 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 you know, you have the Titan. He can put the wall up. You have the Warlock. They can do the Rift. You know, and so everyone, yeah, the Hunter, the selfish Hunter. He doesn't do much. Well, what what he does do is he he dances. He he can do the tango, and it, it makes a one on one that that much easier. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I so this Iron Banner was like the very first. Uh pvp i played on my hunter so if i want to take my hunter into trials i still have to do all of the the prerequisites so the the two uh quick play games the two competitive games and then i don't know if i actually have to do call to arms or if because i did it on my titan i'm good that way but uh but they let you play out in banner at least and turns out it is super fun and i was running lame arc strider because i hadn't unlocked any of the other stuff really on my my hunter so uh i can imagine it would be fun if i had the entire uh, night stalker trees unlocked but i don't yet yeah i'm i'm leaning towards um golden gun or night stalker i really really like the idea of the the snare um radar pings and the invisibility on night stalker um 
I only got about three quarters of the way through the episode today, but Ramblin' did an interview with Crucible Radio. If you guys haven't heard that yet this week, I highly suggest listening to it. It is a really, really good conversation about PvP and hunters and, and you know, the classes and, and what he runs. But um, I think if I do go Golden Gun, I want the explosive throwing knife, so I might unlock everything except for the six-shooter perk and see see how that feels. Um, while keeping my golden gun, you know, the, the regular shots. Yeah, I highly recommend that. As a matter of fact, I, I've even debated, should I roast my hunter and start again and to do just that, to, to lead that six shooter out. I mean, you pop that six shooter, you take three steps and it's gone. Um, it's, it's, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, it, you know, leaving that one off is, is definitely a play. Sure. The only time you have an opportunity to actually kill four people with those six shots, you get gunned down by the firing squad before you even get the second <laughs> shot off. So it's completely <laughs> worthless to try that. Yeah, the only argument that I've heard for it was on this actual interview, and Ramblin said uh, when a Titan drops a wall in front of him, he will use it to tap the wall down right away and then kill people. That's fair. But it makes yeah, sense. it's very situational. I, I don't know if I would want it. I played it in the beta, and uh, or I saw it in the beta. I, I don't know if I actually played it in the beta now that I say that. It's fast. I, Either way. I did check out your stream the other day, so it does appear that you are as good with uh, D2 Nova Bombs as you are with D1 Nova Bombs. Um, <laughs> and... Because of that, I figure you can put whatever you want on your golden gun because you're getting the same output from your supers anyways. Dude, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There, I definitely, there are definitely some whiffs. Um, I popped you, into your stream. Literally, as I loaded up, I see you throwing a Nova Bomb, and there's nobody on the screen. Like I understand where the map was, that like the person had fallen down behind the edge and run away. But on the screen, as I'm looking at it, there's literally not a single other person on the screen. And the Nova Bomb is just flying off into space. And I'm like, oh, that's the fluffy I remember. Yeah, there was, there was, uh, God, I don't think I was streaming when I did this. But I went to Melee the other day, too. And I went to hit Melee and I Nova'd. Like, I just, my, my other finger just clicked down as I did it. And instead of meleeing, I threw my Nova and it missed. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And then I died. So it just, just added insult <laughs> to injury. Um, funny story. I was, uh, I've been reading on uh, Reddit quite a bit this week. And I always jump into any of the Warlock threads that I see. And on Crucible Playbook, someone was making an argument for the other tier for Warlock using the Slova Bomb um, for the charge grenades. And so I actually played, I only got like, three games in with it today uh slova bomb isn't horrible if you know what you're getting into and the seeking axions that come out of it um especially with how i play nova like for me to get a double or triple kill with the nova i mean it happens but it's not like a high percentage like it's not even half the time um and that's that's my choice you know i just I'm always trying to get that second super. I'm not trying to hold my super the whole game. But with the Slova Bomb, it's actually really possible to get multiple people down with it. Um, but having the charge grenade is its actually, it's kind of nice, man. So I got to play around with it a little bit more and see if I like it more than Devour. But I, I find with running 10 recovery that I'm using Devour less and less. So 
I don't know. Might be might might be a little change to my warlock. Our warlock's I sitting it. on uh, level ten, so hopefully in uh, another month or so, I'll be able to play warlock games as well. Whenever <laughs> Val gets around to leveling up his titan. Yeah, I watched a teammate throw the Slova bomb on this uh, trials map at out on market while someone was trying to defuse, and he actually got the bomb defused by the time the Nova bomb hit him. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it was you, pretty sad. You definitely have to be close, I think. Otherwise, it's just an area of denial thing. But um, it, it's it is pretty slow and horrible if they're too far away. Oh man, that'd just be an awful thing though. You're sitting there as an orb, completely unable to do anything, and you see this Slova bomb not getting to the defuser in time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. So, uh we kinda sidetracked a little bit. Nips, what are what's your what's your favorite loadout right now? Um, when I'm not playing with decks, it's uh Mida, Uriel's Gift, and the the Raid Rocket Launcher. But Salty Dex gets awfully salty when he sees Midas, so I ran Adjudicator and uh, Uriel's Gift when we played Trials yesterday, and that was also a lot of fun. It made me be a lot more aggressive and get in up and up close and personal and hip-fire people down with the, the SMG, but uh, you know what? Even when they, the inevitable Mida nerf comes, I'm still going to be running that thing because... I'm so used to it now after, I mean, it's been my favorite gun for all four years of Destiny now, so I just, it's always going to be on there. I'm actually a little heartbroken that it's the meta right now because people are like, oh, get rid of it, and it's like, man, don't kill it so much that I can't actually use it because I still, I used it long after they nerfed it in D1. Yeah. I, I love those dudes, man. I was playing a I was playing a game with them, and I mean we had been playing for a good hour probably, and they really start getting salty about like Mita users and ARs, and I, I think it was specifically Mita and Uriels, and that was before I found my uh, prosecutor and how much I loved it. And so I'm like, I'm just sitting back as they're like complaining and the salt's pouring out about the loadout. And I'm just sitting back like, hmm, I'm running a Blink Devourer Warlock with Mida and Uriels and they have no idea. <laughs> just, I'm just going to enjoy this. <laughs> well, they don't probably mind because you're not killing them with it. <laughs> right, right, right. The other team's killing them with it. <laughs> yeah. I have to say though, man, I am I am all about that trials auto rifle, man. I love it. I love the slideways perk, and I have gone with the AR SMG loadout. Um, I want to try the adjudicator uh, this week. Hopefully, I can get some games in before I I go um, to St. Louis this weekend. Um, but I've been running the Antiope and SMG or Antiope and AR loadout, and it is so much fun to be aggressive, like to stay out of long sight lanes um use blink and it's it's been a lot of fun man and my my kd is like i mean maybe it's just because it's iron banner but man it's it's skyrocketed since i i swapped over to that and i think that was ghost and nessie that got me got me on on that uh that loadout early in the week on iron banner some good guys Mm mm-hmm you're on the raid yet? No. Nope. Uh I it was Iron Banner, man, so I mean, 
If there's a PvP event, I'm not running the raid. Right. Raid's not going anywhere. How many times has your uh, 10-year-old kid beaten the raid uh, expired? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I know at least a min three, because I know he's got it unlocked on all three characters. So I'd say maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe complete uh, in the three to five range. And I, I know he's he's ran to to Callus and and so he knows every encounter. He he wants the uh, crystals on the dogs and. He wants to run on the gauntlet, and he likes being in the mix. I think he, he likes that important role in the encounters. So uh, we're looking forward to it. He's in a prestige raid with us on Wednesday. Yeah, Ooh, that's going nice. to be fun. That's going to yeah. be it's going to be ridiculous. I think uh, I did the prestige prestige nightfall uh, yesterday for the first time. Me and Diego and Fang ran it, and uh, it took us a few tries. We'll put it that way. Uh, Fang handled it like you would expect him to, but <laughs> for those of you who don't know Golden Fang, he, uh, <laughs> he gets a little bit worked up when things aren't going well in a PVE or PVP circumstance, but he, he just switched characters and pulled it all together and, uh, we, we beat it with about 22 seconds left. So, uh, Ooh. if that any sort of, uh, Indication of how the Prestige Raid's going to go this week. Um, looking forward to it, kind of. Kind of, yeah. It might be It might be pretty brutal, but... Yeah, we had the same experience with the Prestige Nightfall I was in. As a matter of fact, the clock actually ran out. There was a, there was a storm lock. This, wasn't, this was maybe two weeks ago, and, and we had a storm lock that had just popped a super. Uh, two of us had died. And I watched the clock tick to zero as he, he gave it every last bit of that storm collar and actually dropped the boss about, oh, half a second to a second after the clock ran out. Oh, we, we all oh, got paid. Hurts. It was oh. it was beautiful. It was a beautiful oh. moment. Nice. Uh, I've definitely gotten paid in the gauntlet in the raid after everybody died as well. So it does seem that they're a little bit more forgiving as opposed to that fucking Black Spindle mission. Uh <laughs> Mm. we killed the last ad as the time expired and we went back to orbit with nothing in our hands. I am almost like I had gotten my black spindle on the very first run. Me, TJ and somebody else, Duffy maybe pulled it off with, you know, a little bit of time to spare. So I was like, okay, that was hard, but it was fun. Whatever. We'll, uh, no, no, it wasn't Duffy. Cause Duffy was in it with me and my brother. And we failed over and over and over again. I'm pretty sure my brother was just about done with Destiny after that. It's, he took a <laughs> took a week break to get over the frustration of that night. Uh, so, so I'm glad that they made it a little bit more forgiving at the zero mark on the timer. Yeah, I think I got lucky with that Black Spindle mission. I think the very first uh, night that was out, we actually got it finished with uh, like three Hammer Titans. And I got dropped the ship. And I thought that's just what it was supposed to be. I thought, well, that was that was hard, but uh, hey, you get a cool ship. And then, then you know, you come to find out later on the ship's a very rare drop, and you know there were definitely struggles. That the Hammer Titans, uh, man, they they were a little bit OP kind of back then. I think. Yeah, they were. I I also was running a Titan when I did it. Also a Hammer Titan, and it was after. I almost want to say it was after they nerfed the hammers a little bit. Um, but it took a couple tries for me to get through the first time. 
but then I ran it um, and Sherpa'd people <laughs> the rest of the week. Like I already had it and people were constantly looking for people to help. So we just, I mean, there was one day, I think we helped like six or seven people get it, um, which was pretty cool. Like we, we had it down to a science after we ran it enough times, but man, that, that final room when you're first like learning it and first learning the spawns and, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a bitch. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we joke Absolutely. about, uh, about, about Deej and his friendship comment, but I tell you, there, there's nothing better in in Destiny in D2, and that's what what makes the game. When you you get that guy past his first skull loss, you get him his first black spindle, complete that first raid. Uh, just hearing the excitement and the, you know, I mean that that's actually what makes Destiny really fun. I mean, you know, and those those moments aren't every time. You know, I mean, you yep. you sometimes don't make it, but you get that that guy that new guy passed and get that gun and get that drop that's that that's what it's about we got uh two people two new people through on back-to-back nights in the raids you were in oh, one of nice. them on wednesday expired uh and then thursday we actually finished the thursday one in about an hour and 40 minutes with somebody who had never run the raid before uh which was crazy because you know the night before with what I think was probably a better DPS team. It took us probably about three hours. Um, but but the Thursday night guy had watched a couple of YouTube videos, so we didn't have to spend a ton of time explaining the events. But uh, I think we're good enough now to get anybody through the uh, the normal mode raid. I think the, the group of people that we run with is now confident enough and... Uh, knows how to do their jobs well enough that we can get carry any one person through the raid nice yeah yeah and you know i i think um i've i've enjoyed actually doing the hub um you know and not not doing the underground i've enjoyed that we've done that in the last few raids that we've done and and it just i don't know it it adds another another element as opposed to running to the underground this way oh no run over here okay well who's lagging behind who didn't make the jump you know, you run out to the hub, you annihilate everybody, super after super after super, and then you go do the next encounter. Uh, I've actually really enjoyed doing that method uh, lately. I actually like that a lot because we weren't even grabbing chests when we went underneath. We just did it to get to the next encounter, and then we came back in afterwards and did the chests. So I wonder if that's just going to make life easier to just do it that way because it is, it's way more fun to get to shoot stuff at the hub, then, oh, I think this is the way. Yeah, we got to drop down this thing here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, God, I hope this person knows where he's going. Oh, if you want to see see Rage, put me in the ventilator fans, boy. I'll give Golden <laughs> Fang a run for his money. <laughs> is that are those the, is that the, the platforms that, that rotate, that you have to jump from platform to platform? No, this no, is the oh, okay. uh, gigantic fan, you know, the the big, huge fans that you it blows you all the way back to the wall. If it it'll turn on for a second and whoosh, and then it'll turn off, and then it'll turn back on. And if you don't run up there quick enough, right after the fan stopped and hit the buzzer, uh, it'll start again. And uh, you know, you can really have some some bad times in there if you're not catching that fan buzzer. Just splatter you against the back wall over and over mm-hmm. and over again. This. 
Well, I have it set up for a game on Wednesday with Chuck. Um, so hopefully, hopefully I'll see my first clear. And if not, then I, I know someone that you guys can carry when I get back from St. Louis. <laughs> hopefully we'll have the uh, prestige raid cleared by then. Hopefully we get Wednesday night. Uh, we're not doing it blind, so conceivably the new stuff should be not a shocker. Just have to get used to it. Yeah. Cool. Also, this week, Fluffy, I used the shock and awe during Iron Banner. Um, I'm bad with fusion rifles, <laughs> but I did shut down a few supers with it rather amusingly. Nice. Uh, it just found out that the raid rocket launcher worked a lot better for me shutting people down. I I need to try the Iron Banner one. I hear great things about it. I have not let go of the fusion that I've been running this whole time. So I will see. We'll see if I can if I can break my ways. But man, I just have the timing down. Um and it's a rental FR four. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but we'll just go with it. I just I have the timing down so I can like I can peek and fire and go back into cover like a hand cannon user would. And um I don't know man. I'm really loving it so We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm running the Tarantula a few games too, uh, which is a linear fusion rifle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that as much. I think I'd rather just run a sniper rifle if I was running something that way, because the the range at which I'm trying to kill these guys, it's normally not a one shot kill, which leaves them like half shields and then me having to recharge while they're pinging away at me. So. Yeah, I see guns like that being popular once private matches drop, because that then then the fun element comes in, and then like it's fun to kill people with Queen's Breaker. So I think linear fusion rifles will be will be fun to use in in private matches, um, especially if you can induce rage with them. That's always best with friends. Bring back no land. Mm, yes, please bring back no land. Um, yeah, man. Anything else on Destiny 2, you guys? Hmm. I, I don't. I guess, you know, we're looking forward to this, uh, this prestige raid coming out. And I, I wonder what's on the horizon, you know? I mean, yeah. I guess there's no light level increase with this. So we'll, we'll have to wait until the next, uh, DLC for that, I suppose. So. All right. Well, PC yeah. release is what? Two weeks away, or is it next week? It's two weeks, uh, right? I think the 20, 24th? If 24 I'm not sounds yeah. right, yeah. And you can preload it um, in two days. So Wednesday, you can start, yeah. start preloading it. I didn't read the 18th part, so I loaded up the app today, and I'm like, why isn't the install now button? Why is it grayed out? Why can't I click on it? And then I go back and look at the tweet, and it says 18th, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> okay. And yeah, part of me thinks, you know, when that PC release comes out, there's going to be a corresponding Xbox update as well. But that might just be wishful thinking. God, I hope so. I really want private matches to drop. They, Man, they need to do something, man, because people are, people are losing interest, man, and it's way too early for that to be happening. 
So with that being said, you know, people losing interest, do you think when the, the PC gets released, do you think the consoles are going to take a bit of a hit population-wise? Do you think it'll be enough to notice um, with interest kind of already feigning at this point? Um, I mean, when I think about my friends that I play with, I would say, I would say, you know, maybe 30, 40% of them are going to go on PC. Um, but a lot of them go on PlayStation and, and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how to quantify that, that population loss when they swap over to PlayStation. But I, out of everyone that I know, like not a lot of people are going to main PC. Like, I think a lot of people are still going to main Xbox or main PlayStation cause that's where their friends are. And, and they just plan to play PC, you know, less often, um, I don't know, man. It sounds like a lot of big streamers and content creators are going to swap over. Um, And I think that will that will have a draw to it. And that also might I I mean, that might reduce the the sweatiness level in in things like trials. I don't know. I doubt that. Again, when people say the interest is waning and all that, I think back to year one of Destiny one and. People were gone by this time then, too. It's just people don't remember that because the people that are, stay on Reddit are people who played for all three years. Now there's a whole... Two weeks ago, there were 5.3 million unique people playing on a Saturday. That's an absurd number. Like, yeah, the is. numbers of people, you know... Yes, the Reddit community and the gigantic Destiny communities that I've been a part of for a couple of years might be a little bit anxious but there's a whole group of people who didn't play Destiny 1 who are only now finding Destiny 2 and only know Destiny 2 who are replacing those people who are losing interest or, you know, not happy with the game the way it is. They're going to become the people who are the new hardcore Destiny players while yeah. the disillusioned Destiny 1 players moved on to something else. The same way that the disillusioned or slash bored slash the people who type People are still playing Destiny 1 in every single article about it on Kotaku. <laughs> um, they moved on by November of 2015 or yeah. 2014, whenever it was, and moved on to whatever new game they had. I, The only time I had that noticeable dip in like actual volume was the last probably four or five months of Destiny 1. Before that... Yes, the numbers were a little bit different, and some of the games got a little sweaty, but there was never a problem finding games until the very, very end. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, I I always have skill to chase. Like, no matter what, I love PvP, and I, I can always be better, and I'm aware of my mistakes, so I always have something to grind for in that aspect. Sometimes. You're aware I, of your mistakes. I, I'm aware of my mistakes. It doesn't mean that I don't make them. It just means that... <laughs> It just means that after I make them, I'm I'm at least aware of the what I did there. Um but I do miss like grinding for for that special weapon or for that special thing cuz it was just another carrot to be to be grinding for as I was working on my stuff. So hopefully, you know, they they've been pretty good about releasing new stuff. I mean, we've almost every single week we've gotten new stuff in the game. Um, so I hope that they just keep trickling it like they are. Um, but I, I just, something, I, I want, I want something more on the PVP side to, 
to grind for. Um, he so, says, after the week of Iron Banner, when he it, spent... It was great. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I played 100 plus games, man, and I I would I would still play it this next week, even if, um, you know, if I still had arms to grind for, I'd still play it. Like, why not? But yeah, I don't know. Well, there'll be a content drop what in December, and then and then you always have the the Christmas noob, which I guess in Destiny kind of takes a, a little bit longer. As a as a COD fan, uh, Christmas night and the oh, next day and the next day, yeah. one of my favorite things to do was was play COD because of the the Christmas uh, the Christmas getters. You had to yep. go ahead and welcome them in to the game in fantastic fashion. Yep. Yeah takes a little longer for the uh, Christmas kids to get their character up to a high enough level and move along the story enough to hop into the crucible. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas noob's kind of the, the President's Day noob, I guess, for us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. It. yeah, always enjoy that. Like, yeah, COD, you got immediate returns, but, you know. With a DLC in December, and I mean, that's around the corner. What is the mid-October, oh. so... Yeah, and I mean, I have I have PC to play, and I I still haven't even started a Titan or a Hunter. I mean, I have tons of, I have tons of stuff to play around with still. I just, I don't know, just just wishful hoping, right? I mean, I'm I'm either no matter what, I'm going to be playing Destiny too. <laughs> just, you should go and write an angry uh, mission screed on Reddit. I could, but that's a lot of work. Also, yeah. I wouldn't really expect you to put that much effort into writing. No, um, you know, but it is nice that people do put effort into writing, like the people that wrote us three iTunes reviews. What? Three Basically, reviews. That's yeah, crazy. I know. We can like quit our jobs now, dude. We've made it. Um, <laughs> that's how it works, uh, right? We get paid for every review. And then, uh, <laughs> once you prove that it can happen, I'll join you. I'll quit once my wife makes a lot, lot, lot of money, and then I will just, um, yeah, we'll figure it out from there. Okay, um, we got we got three reviews, uh, two of which were very nice reviews, and then we got another review, and they gave us five stars, but I don't know how to feel about it. So, I'm gonna read it, and you guys, you guys can tell me what you think. <laughs> uh, this is being misled by Fluffy. He didn't teach me how to cook. A five-star review from Lotus577. I was completely misled when looking on tips on how not to cut my thumbs when handling potatoes. I did not entirely, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how Destiny relates to Julianne, French cut, or curly fried potatoes. I also think Senor Admiral Nips is a true voice of reason between Fluffy's sickening banter, choice of guests, transitions, and beer selections. How was my transition? In all seriousness, these guys don't know a potato from their left thumb stick. And it brings a, a breath of fresh dank meme. No, he says dank memes. <laughs> I love that. Brings a, a fresh breath of fresh dank memes to the non-culinary world of gaming. Seriously, listen to these guys. Fluffy sounds like Ray Romano. P.S. Don't rip on Lotus's website, deathrx.com. It is the greatest website for a clan on the planet. So I'm a fan mm. of his uh, Senior Admiral Nips is the best uh, <laughs> section. 
I am vehemently opposed to his DeathRx is the best website in the history of clans. Uh, and everything in the middle, eh, I could take or leave. I do enjoy his fluffy bashing. I could get on that platform. I, I happen to think his choices of, of guest are top-notch. I mean, <laughs> is there even a second? I, I, I don't think so. Not no, close. no. I, I think, That's I fair. Think, I think we have some pretty awesome guests on. We have the type of guests that would volunteer to sub for your team as they slowly disappear in season two of league and play every single game with you every single week. Cause that's what expired did <laughs> as my team slowly devolved dissolved. I was like, Hey, <laughs> can anyone play tonight? Next expires like, yeah, I can help you out to the point that me and you kind of got a little, uh, we got a little system down of, of, of playing together. Like we played enough that we, we kind of had like the team thing going, um, you know, until like we had to play your team. <laughs> I I just counted myself as a member of of the team. I, yeah. I you know I would said, hey, I've, I'm I'm rolling two teams deep here. There's <laughs> there's nothing better than this. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but I think you might have been rolling four or five teams deep because literally everybody <laughs> like, oh, we needed a sub, so expired jumped in. Like season four as well. I think you played more on our team in season four than. Uh, than bagel did when we played that's the uh <laughs> the amount of times you had to help us out yeah yeah it was pretty great man oh um, yeah that's that's my sick little twist i i just enjoy i enjoy playing i it, you know it was hard not to uh to jump in as a sub but i'm gonna be on playing anyway i might as well go in and sub along that league play man that's some of the the funnest stuff uh in destiny right there was that league oh hands For down sure. my favorite memories in destiny one came from private matches in league one hundred percent for sure. I really enjoyed that. It was, you know, it was the right amount of competitiveness, but not with strangers. So after you were done, you could laugh about the good things you did, the bad things you did, and very few games ended in like bad feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, season two and season th- season three were really, really good about that too. Um, season two was season two was a bit over ambitious, uh, trying to get. 13 teams to play in a complete round robin was maybe biting off a little bit more than I could chew. Uh, but we, we fixed it up pretty nicely in season three and then season four and destiny one was just not on the, t- <laughs> on the forefront of anyone's mind. Yeah. At that I point think, in time. I think the four V four game mode in destiny one and the fact that destiny one was kind of fizzling, um, we're not playing in our favor. Um, but it, it was still fun. Like I still had a great time, but definitely season two and three were were pretty epic, man. Um. So, have you guys been playing anything else this week? I've been working I on have Gwent. It. I mean, with with Iron Banner, Gwent. How's that going? It you just hit the top uh, four. No, yeah, it was. We did all right for a while, and then I went on a winning streak and got super close to my next goal which would be the you know the master level rank 20 like i was within three wins of getting there and then i kept playing and (laughs) we went way down uh dropped all the way like i was super excited when i hit 4000 mmr and then i'd gotten up to 4200 so you know a couple wins away and then i dropped all the way down to 3800 mmr with all the losses so that was pretty brutal, uh, but 
I've been fighting back, and I finished the week basically the exact same number, 40-50, that I started the week on. So played about 30 to 40 games and ended up exactly where I started. So <laughs> starting nice. to worry that, uh, that I may have found my ceiling, although I don't play it enough because I still love playing Destiny a ton too. If I was really serious about making this push, I would play, you know, three hours every night, get a whole bunch of stuff, get really familiar with one of the top decks, go in and net deck the hell out of it. Uh, so maybe maybe it's on me for expecting to do great without putting in the work to do great. So I know that if I want to, and there's there's three weeks left in the season, so I can get there if I want to. But the prestige raid drops this week, and there's trials next weekend, and I still will always be playing Destiny. So I'll be push, try to get to forty-two fifty. But the dreams of playing on the pro tour in the next season have died, and maybe in another time I will give it a real go. Hmm. I have to but, say, um. I love Xbox Play Anywhere. It is the coolest system that is that I, that is out there right now for video games, man. I have two video games that I just got. Uh, Cuphead and Forza 7. I downloaded them to my Xbox and I can download them to my laptop. Which means that I can play Xbox whenever I want. But when I travel, I can just grab my laptop and... It syncs my data, and I can pick up where I left off and play the games right on my laptop, just like I was playing on my Xbox. It doesn't cost me any money. It's pretty dope. I'm pretty pretty happy about that. Like, it's really cool. Granted, Destiny 2 is coming out on PC in like a week and a half, so <laughs> I'll just be playing Destiny on my laptop. But um, it's a really cool system that Xbox has implemented, man. I really, I really enjoy the fact that I can just load up Forza on my laptop and race cars, and it counts towards my Xbox game. Well, I think, I think you, you have the moniker Fluffy Fingers. If I were to change mine, it should really be to Slippery Fingers because <laughs> my laptop actually. I don't know if if I move it, if it'll disintegrate. Um, <laughs> it it's held together. I've got uh, electrical duct. You know all the laptop components. Yep. Uh, electrical duct. Maybe a little scotch here on the side. <laughs> and uh, and I'm afraid that if I I do play anywhere, unfortunately for me means right next to where my Xbox sits. That's <laughs> where my laptop is. <laughs> it's, it's come to rest here. Yeah. And, uh, this one doesn't get touched by the family. We have one of those. It's upstairs. It takes ten minutes to boot up. <laughs> if you uh, <laughs> if you run some apps, it might crash the system. Uh, memory or CPU usage is always up in the in the high eighties to hundred percent. So <laughs> I have one of those too. <laughs> um, but I think I think we're gonna retire that one eventually. I think I think we're gonna. You know, wife got some money for her birthday so i think she's gonna get a nice laptop for photo editing which is kind of what she does on that one right now and we'll uh we'll wipe that one clean and then uh oh we lost nips and <laughs> we'll get, oh. him, get him back in a second um <laughs> well hello hey there we go um so i had to go grab a beer i'm glad you guys held the uh the podcast for me 
Welcome to the show. Yep, welcome to the... <laughs> nice welcome to have back. you. Did I just become the guest and expire and become the other host? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry. Did you guys just become best friends? Uh, no, we were best friends. This is this has been this has been going on for quite a while, man. Uh, we didn't Did think you that not... you'd figure it out, but I just got Wally tipped on my own show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it started back when when I I happened to start seven, and you know it just kind of clicked. What what are you gonna do? Yeah, I was like, hey, what if I start a podcast with Nips? And then, like, a couple episodes in, we just slowly out him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Sorry about that. No, you're good, man. You're good. Um, You know know what I think happened? Huh? You were talking about Play Everywhere? Mm -hmm. Or Play Anywhere, I mean? And it reminded me that I wanted to get Play Anywhere for my... uh, for Gwent on my laptop, so I went and started to download it, um, <laughs> and it crashed my internet connection in the middle of the podcast. So, oh, so awesome. Uh, so yeah, I got that going for me, which that's is okay. nice. I it, no one really cared about about what I was gonna do with my laptop, anyways. It was a it was a good transition to ending that story. Don't you have <laughs> uh, like don't you have gigabit? Yeah, but I'm on my wireless, and my laptop is uh, built. With what was at the time a top of the line wireless card, and then like a couple months after I got it, I realized that there was a huge problem with it, uh, and then found out that there was existing bugs, known known issues with it. Um, mm. And instead of replacing it, I've just uh, used an external one. But I was on vacation yeah. a couple weeks ago, and so I've just been using the internal one because I'm too lazy to put the external one back in. Uh, so all of this stuff is stuff I brought up on my own and caused my own problems. Uh, so pure professional, I guess, is the best way to describe me. <laughs> it's okay. Pure it keeps it interesting. Um, so just just real quick to touch on on the two games I've been playing, man. Um, I played Cuphead. Uh, this will be no surprise to Nips, but uh, I am not an expert platformer by any means. Cuphead is very hard. I've played the first mission uh, a good 20 times, maybe more, and I have not beat it yet. So it is going to be a very fun but very long process for me to beat that game. Um, but I've heard it's rather hard. It, it's, um, it's so awesome, though, dude. It is such a cool game. It is probably tougher than walking up that grate on... Uh, <laughs> Rusted Lands. Rusted Lands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm a little bit worried for you ever getting past the first mission because... You jumped like six times at that crate and couldn't get up to res me in a very important spot. So I'm worried about your cuphead chances. No, because now I have it on play anywhere. So when I go on a family vacation and everyone is sleeping and it's 930 at night, I'll have a good three or four hours to try that one mission. Um, <laughs> I, I, okay. So I got, I did get Forza seven though. And I'm, I love Forza. Um, but I actually got it because we have a Snoopy game. And I'm trying to game with my daughter, and she has my genes. She's not a platformer. So I wanted a different style of game to get her used to the controller and using an Xbox controller. So I downloaded the Forza demo and um, raced with her a bit, and she wanted to try the Porsche first. And anyone who knows Forza, like the fast cars are not, a great way to start out so of course she was in the wall the whole time so then i put her in the racing truck which is very slow 
and she actually kept up with the pack for like the first third of the race so i was like okay like she can she can do that on her second try time trying this game like this is a game that i can get her used to using an xbox xbox controller on and we can play together it has split screen i was super excited i started looking for a second controller and they make a mini xbox controller which is um very very much smaller than the regular xbox controller so i bought that for her it arrived today i was super excited i told my wife that that we were going to be playing games tonight like after dinner we came downstairs i showed her the controller she was stoked i was stoked we started up the split screen it's bugged like i don't know Uh. how i don't know how it got through qa but split screen on forza 7 uh, the end, the car noises don't always work. Like some, we, we tried three or four races, um, where only one of the cars would make noise or neither of them would. And it was just ambient noise while we were racing. And <laughs> Did then you just make the car noises. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, <laughs> so here's the cool thing about Forza. Like Forza has a lot of assist modes that you can turn on. So you can assist steering, you can assist braking, you can turn on driving lines. Like you can do a lot of things to make it very easy for a five-year-old to race. Like really easy to the point where they're basically just holding down the gas and kind of using the joystick a little bit. Those are bug too in split screen. So I couldn't go into a split screen game with her and, and turn on everything for her. So it's super easy mode. And then I would just race, you know, with, with manual shifting and everything turned off. Um, it's bugged so I'd set it up and we go in and she has no assists and she has no ABS and all she's doing is hitting walls and getting frustrated uh, so I, I was I was quite let down by that and I really hope that they fix it because I really want to race against her um, so the night ended up turning into me just sitting behind her and turning on all the assists and giving her single player mode and just hanging out with her while she beat people in single player mode Um so I'm happy that there's a game that she likes and I'm happy that there's a game that she plays and can get into. But man, how do you release a AAA game and have major bugs like that on the release? That's insane. I don't know, man. I don't it's know. It's unfortunate. Emote walking through a wall. Yeah, but I mean, uh... that. see, you know, that's that's like, I get that though. Like that is a very random it's an edge like case. thing, right? Yeah. This is your split screen mode legit doesn't work. Like the assist don't work. The sound doesn't work. Like you, if you load it into a game and the sound doesn't work, you would think that they would realize, Hey, my car isn't making any noises. Like there's no engine noises. There's no braking noises. There's no tire squealing noises. Like something, something should probably get fixed on this. I so. would almost argue that probably split screen is considered an edge case there too. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. the way of gaming works these days, it's unlikely people are split screening a ton. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, like he's saying, he's playing with his with his with his kid, you know, and that 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 probably is somewhat common, uh, more so than maybe you would you would think because you know kids in the house. I mean, not everybody right. can say, "Hey, let's let's get the kid another Xbox," and then you know we'll just communicate via mic. Uh, right. No, yeah, I understand that, and it sucks that it's broken. But I made that pitch tonight. I was like, "Well, babe, I think we need another TV and an Xbox." 
<laughs> she laughed. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> you know, that actually reminds me of one of Fletch's, um, you know, he's, he's 10 now. And one of his first forays into gaming was, was racing. And uh, he, he got to where, you know, one, one thing I noticed with, with kids, and, and he, he's, he's been playing since he was two and a half, three years old. But around the age of five or six, he got, he got really good at racing. Uh, racing games and and my uh, my dad the gamer the cod camper said oh this kid i'll beat this kid i'll beat this kid any day of the week. <laughs> and and we call you know when the kids are little they always call their grandparents something funny something strange and they they called my my dad they called him peepaw and so the funny thing was is that i come from a very competitive family so my my dad peepaw Explains so much talked talked a lot of trash and it was it was to the point where you said hey he's he's five you know and uh, and, and we had this we had this humongous build-up to what we called the peepaw challenge and it actually took it went down on christmas day at my brother's house we had the peepaw challenge and uh and i want to say it was on maybe project gotham three it was on a it was on an older racing game because uh, Fletch played on an uh, older 360 until he got a one for himself. And uh, Christmas Day rolls around. And yeah, we had presents. And yeah, we had food. But the Peepaw Challenge was was what was on the menu. And and it was the talk all day long. Are you ready for the Peepaw Challenge? And and, and Fletch, he didn't even really kind of understand. He just knew he was going to gonna race Peepaw. And he beat him. And he beat him again, and he beat him again. <laughs> and my dad didn't talk to my five-year-old son for a good week after the Peepaw Challenge. Yes, that's uh, he, so awesome. He went mute, and he, he said, okay, I think it's time to go home. We have to feed the dogs. And, and from that point on, <laughs> the Peepaw Challenge had never been spoken again until this moment. <laughs> I love it, dude. That is so awesome. Oh. And he, he got wrecked in the Peepaw Challenge. Well, when they fix split screen, I'm totally putting my daughter up against my wife first because I know that she'll win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that's definitely happening. Oh, man, I'm so bad at racing games. I remember I must have been about 16, maybe 17. We had a NASCAR game on our our PC, and I couldn't win that to save my life. Yeah, those games are hard. I'd always turn off the car damage on my car and leave it for everyone else and then run around the racetrack backwards <laughs> till I wrecked everybody. And then I'd do 50 or 100 or 250 laps all by myself with all the other cars knocked out of the race. Oh, my God. Um, so I don't even know, like, how fun that could have been at the time. But I was like, I'm not losing to the computer. So you guys are going to let me do it. And I just turned my car into a wrecking ball. And it would take, like, you know, four or five laps and then there'd be a yellow and they'd have to clean everybody up and then I'd have to go wreck other cars. So the race took twice as long as it should, but I always <laughs> finished first. Uh, you know, you would have, uh, you would have loved it. Back in the day we, we played, when we played project Gotham racing too, we, we had a game called cat and mouse and it was, it was totally community created, community driven. Uh, you could, you could go matchmake into whatever random game, and said cat and mouse and they knew exactly what you're talking about and i think in subsequent games in three and and maybe they did a gotham four i'm not sure they they tried to integrate that into the game but it never was what it quite was but you had you had your six people in the room and three people were 
Ferraris or or Lamborghinis, something fast, and and three people were the Mini Coopers, and you you had a red Ferrari and a red Mini, and you had a yellow Lambo and a yellow Mini, and the goal was to get your Mini across the finish line. So so the Ferrari was there just to to either run a blocker and smash the other Mini Coopers, or <laughs> um, at some cases push your Mini Cooper, and so you'd you'd get right behind the Mini Cooper, and you know they had in game damage, so. You know, about halfway through the match, your Ferrari just looks like a beaten piece of shit, <laughs> and you're just right up on the bumper of that Mini Cooper, and the, the guy in the Mini Cooper is just trying to hold on, you know, and, you know, sometimes he's even, like, sideways, and you're just, your Ferrari's doing about a buck sixty, just pushing this Mini Cooper down the street, you know, to just get him across the finish line, and then, then you'd see some somebody in your rearview mirror, and you'd slam on the brakes to go ram him, and, and I tell you, that was probably some of the funnest times in racing games, and really, it was just nothing but mass chaos. That's awesome, um, man. I think think you'd probably enjoy that. It's yeah. about my skill level. Well, they have. <laughs> so I'm guessing I haven't I haven't um, jumped into any of the online play yet. But I know in the past games you could set up your own lobbies and do stuff like that online. When I used to play with friends in the old Forza games, so I'm sure that we could we could get some uh, some Forza cat and mouse games going. That'd be fun. If I will I will buy Forza just for that if that if that happens I will be be in on that. Nur Nurburgring cat and mouse. <laughs> oh. I, you, sadly, I know Nurburgring probably better than I know the streets oh. around my my town. I Dude, mean, I could I could drive that blindfolded. That is that is one thing that I that is probably the only real like bucket list thing that I really have that I want to do is drive that track once in my life cuz I have raced hours and hours on that track like <laughs> ever since gran turismo dropped it like mm -hmm. if i if i want to race solo like and i have some time like that's what i want to go do and i would i would get to the point where i knew what good lap times were on it and so if i was benchmarking a car that i thought was fast like i knew where i had to be um on the lap and man i love that 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 track is amazing dude it's such a great track Boy, how fantastic would that be to be able to take some fast car out on the ring? I mean, even uh, you know, even driving on the ring at a, at a top speed it still takes you a while to to yeah. go around it. It's such a big, big track when you put it all together. Yeah, oh, for sure. Someone, someone apparently is trying to make it in the United States. Like I've I've seen it a couple times that they're trying to make a replica of it here. Um, I don't know that'd be the same, you know, it wouldn't have the mountains and the, the trees and everything, but mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, someday, someday that will happen. Yeah. I'd have to have a pretty good insurance policy. Cause I know what would happen if you put me in a fast car. That I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd go right into uh Turismo Forza Gotham racing mode. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I've like, I've logged enough real, real track time in my life that i think if i had a slower car i would be fine like i've i think if i went in there with like an m3 or a 911 i'd probably die but you know throw me in a mazda miata <laughs> and i will i will you know slow car fast the hell out of that track <laughs> oh man that's pretty awesome so uh guys i have to say that after being sick for two weeks, it is really nice to be on this podcast and drink beer again. Like it, it's it's a good thing. I'm I'm feeling good tonight. I uh, I found some good beers this week. How about you guys? Do you you find anything good to drink this week? 
I did find a couple. Uh, anybody who follows me on Twitter saw that I posted a receipt from my trip to the liquor store. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was so proud of you. <laughs> uh, the number was a little absurd, uh, but I was picking up a bunch of scotch, and then I also tried... Uh, the Honey's Honey's from Oliphant that Fluffy uh, recommended and pronounced Hone's Hone's. Hone's Hone's. So, um, <laughs> I had that and uh, it was not, it was not bad at all. It was actually quite good. Um, but I also picked up a bourbon barrel aged Belgian quad from Boulevard, and it was amazing. It well. Amazing is too hard to sell. It was very, very good. So, one, you have to like Belgian quads. Uh, but it is a very good beer. The flavor profile is fantastic. And it comes in at 11.2% alcohol. So, a couple of those and you're pretty good to go for the evening, which is a, a plus. Uh, so, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, I, I've never had a Belgian quad. What would What is a Belgian quad like? Like, what is it similar to... What, what it's not are... super bitter, um, so it's. I think they were kind enough to uh, print the IBUs on the uh, the bottle here. It says twenty six, so that's pretty pretty mild in the bitterness uh, scale. It's got uh, light, you know. It's got a little bit of a fruit flavor towards the finish, um, but it's really it's uh, it's not super not super distinct, I guess. But it's also very very. I don't know. It's again not hoppy, so malty and uh, a little fruity, and goes down way too easy for an eleven percent beer. <laughs> That's always dangerous, man. There's, I have a couple, I have a couple di- double IPAs I've suggested in the past episodes that are like that. They go down pretty easy, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> nice, man. I might have to try that out. I, you know, I, I told you this off offline, but. Back, oh god, it was like a year or two ago. Someone bought me a Boulevard Oktoberfest, and I hated it, man. Like it was, it was not my cup of tea. Um, and you know that to each their own, man. But my buddy who bought it for me, I think I helped him. I helped him work on his car. I think I, I did some stuff to help him with the maintenance on his car in my garage, and so he brought me some beer as a thank you. Um. I just I haven't given Boulevard a chance since then just because of how bad that beer was or how bad I perceived it at the time. Um so I would I'm definitely interested in giving this this style of beer a try if I see it. I'm I'm going to pick it up and and try it out and give them a second chance because people people seem to like that brewery, so maybe there's something to it. But uh expired you have you on the other hand have some good Oktoberfest for us today. I do. Um, pr- probably the winner of these two is the. Uh, it's it's called Rarn Sons. It's the um, Marzen Lager, and uh, it, you know it's it's a, it's Southwest region. This beer is out of Fort Worth, uh, so I think Kansas, Nebraska, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, in that in that area. But they were a 2015 Great American Beer Fest Gold winner. Uh, it's 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 a it's a Oktoberfest. A nice bright copper, toasty caramel sweetness. Uh, it's 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 delicious. Um, quite quite frankly, really good beer. 
uh, also drinking because, and you know, it, it, Hambo will tell you, I, 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 I'm mainly a Friday and Saturday night drinker, but you know, I figured a uh, special occasion, special <laughs> occasion, actually just give me a reason, drink some beer and I'll drink it. But, right, right, uh, I'm right. also drinking Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest. It's the, uh, the, the Brauhaus, uh, Milton burger, but a uh, little bit lighter beer, uh, deep kind of a golden amber color, but it's, it's real earthy, even kind of has like a little bit of a floral aroma to it. It's a little bit mildly bitter, not, not too much, a little hoppy on the end, uh, but also a very delicious beer. They've, they've redone the 2017 uh, Oktoberfest, I think, if you've drank Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest in the past. Uh, this will be a little bit of a change. So um, both beers uh, recommended, but, but if, you're, if you're in the area and can get your hands on some Raw and Sounds, uh, it's tipped off. Awesome, man. Awesome. We yeah. should probably uh, make a new segment each week, uh, Beers with Expired. Yeah. And we can send him beers <laughs> yeah. and he can break it down. Yeah. His, uh, his, uh, his palate is much more refined than yours or mine, and he's uh, fantastic in describing I, I, the beers. It's, it, a, it's a skill. In 13 I'm episodes. One of those... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, in 13 episodes, that was the best beer suggestion that we have had, hands down. <laughs> The beer might be uh, terrible, but you made you sold it. Yeah, I'm convinced. I, you know, if you want to have a total breakdown of of some Pabst Blue Ribbon, man, I can I can give it to you. No, Oklahoma, we we've gotten into the uh, the craft brews. We we haven't had the ability to up until recently. So, um, definitely good beer suggestions that can come out of here. The the problem is is that these uh, these guys are just now getting to where they can distribute in a in a much broader range. Um, but. Uh, no, I've I, I do like beers. I'm I'm one of those sickos that will drink their beers uh, room temperature and and just try to kind of en- enjoy it out of the flavor. And now, of course, you catch me on a Friday night. It's it's a it's a quantity versus quality thing. But, uh, <laughs> on a night like tonight, <laughs> a little different. I like it. I like it. Well, I I went to the I went out. I picked up a couple different beers. Um, I was made fun of while selecting my beers, guys. We went out on Friday night. We dropped <laughs> we we dropped off the kids at the grandparents' house, and um, we got home. And we were gonna go hit up a haunted house. And I was like, I really want to get some beer, um, but you know, we're gonna go to the haunted house. And the wife is like, Well, why don't we do both? I'm like, Okay, we'll go grab beer. And we we legit brought a cooler with us to put in the car so that we could buy beer put it in the cooler, fill it with ice, and then go to the haunted house and go home and still have it be cold. I was, I was really set on having some good beer on Friday night. Um, so I'm walking around elevated, looking at all the beers that they have, trying to pick out what's new, what I haven't checked out yet. And <laughs> my wife is making fun of me with the cashier guy um, because it's taking so long because I'm, I'm like legit like looking at all the different options that I have. And she's like, he just, he's, he's taking forever. And <laughs> I start walking up front and I put like the two down that I grabbed and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into the cooler and see what's in the walk-in cooler now. <laughs> and they're just both start <laughs> laughing at me. And I'm like, you know, I got, I have an important job here, guys. I have a podcast that I need to, I need to do research for. So I did come out with a great beer. Um, this is from Wisconsin, so I went into Nips's territory, and I, I snagged a beer out from under him before he could suggest it. Uh, this is from a company called The Brewing Project, and I, dude, I, I even spelt it wrong on the on the notes here. I spelt project like it's supposed to be spelled. Um, they actually spell it 
P-R-O-J-E-K-T. So super hipster for everyone out there. And, and Nips, you, how is that pronounced in The Witcher? So the people who make The Witcher games and Gwent, as I continually talk about week after week, is uh, they're called CD Projekt Red. Uh, so also spelling Projekt P-R-O-J-E-K-T. So I was like, oh, cool. The, the Polish uh, pronunciation works. So, yeah, so it's it's not that, though. It's Project. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just it's kidding. not a schooner. It's a sailboat. <laughs> a schooner is a sailboat. A schooner is a sailboat. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so this is the Brewing Project Midnight Oil Coffee Stout. Um, it is, I mean, I poured it into a frosted mug, and it looks like oil coming out. The can kind of has this like <laughs> this like blue old school look to it a little bit, um, but man, is it a good coffee stout! I I am very happy with it, and I will probably be buying another four pack when I go back to pick out new beers this week. So, if you're in the uh, in the Midwest area and can get your hands on it, I would highly suggest it. Do you know off the top of your head where they're based out of? Yep. In uh, Wisconsin? They're out of Eclair. Okay. Well, maybe I'll make a stop on my way up to visit you in a couple of weeks. Uh, you can just get it by my house, too. We can we can just go to Elevated when uh, when you come here, and we can, we can go check out some beers there that you don't have access to and load down your car. In your hometown. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I don't really need an excuse to drink as long as somebody else is driving. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Well, you know, the thing is you don't drink the beers at the liquor store. You just buy them there, and then we go back to my house and drink. That's that's how it works. I, I don't understand. That, that's rookie talk. you got to get at least one or two down while they're not looking in the aisle. Just shotgun that thing. Bring the car keys out. Bam, bam. Good to go. That's a whole other game. How many can you drink before you actually exit the premises on your own accord or escorted? Bonus points for the escorted oh version. Oh, my God. Yeah. I did. Oh, hey. I did. Quick note. I tried to get some zombie dust. Um, I saw a tweet come out on Tuesday, and I was working from home. And it was at like 10.45 that I saw this tweet. They put it out at 10. And so I called them. I'm like, yo, you guys got zombie dust. And this is this uh, Casanova liquor in Wisconsin. And the guy's like, yep. And I'm like, sweet. My lunch break is at noon. If I drive from Minnesota, will you hold a case for me? And he goes, you are the 15th person that has called in 45 minutes. And I go, oh, so you won't hold it for me? He goes, nope. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I, and like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I could leave right now, but I was sick too. Like I was still pretty sick on Tuesday. So I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't need this beer that much that I'm going to drag my, my sick ass to a different state just to go buy it. So another day it has eluded me for now, but I will, I will figure out when they open and when they get their shipments in and I'll, I'll try and sneak over there in, in a morning before everyone buys it all up and see if I can, I can snag a case of it. It's good stuff, but not like go out of your way while sick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a pale ale person, so I mean, you know, I want to try it, but it's not, it's not necessarily the type of beer that I always go for. So, 
<sighs> but in other news, uh, we did sit down with uh, Nips's big brother this week to talk a little bit about the Crucible. I'm pretty excited about that. Did you know that you had a big brother, Nips? Uh, he's 10 years younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, here to give us some insight on PVP and maybe hopefully make us a little bit better is our friend of the podcast, Valeru. And, uh, he's just gonna, he's gonna educate us on, on some things that we can do to maybe work on to, to make our time in PVP a little bit better. Hey everybody, welcome to this segment of the show where we sit down with Nip's older brother, Val. Val, how are you today? Great, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just because he's better at me than everything doesn't mean he's my older brother. I mean... Um, Since when does family genes, blood color of the skin or legal documentation say if someone is your brother or not your brother <laughs> in world, i don't think any of that matters <laughs> now to be fair val and i are basically twins yeah i would agree with that statement i've seen you both <laughs> um so all right now that we've we, we've gotten through the part that we brought you on for which was for me to make an older brother joke um, we were wondering if maybe you could help out our listeners a little bit. Um, there is a lot of, um, questions about how D2 PVP compares to D1. There's a lot of questions on, you know, just people in general, just not performing as well as they should. And I'm wondering if maybe you can help us out with, uh, with some tips, maybe like what's making you successful or, or like something that that people can maybe work on a little bit to try and change up what they're doing right now in the crucible and, and make themselves better in the end. All right. So let's start with that first question. What makes D2 different than D1? So I think from a a higher up perspective, D1 was more run and gun. You know I mean? Like it's just, if you had IS Luna or one of the top tier guns, you can one B4 a team. No problem. You can duck in and out. Recovery was high. It was no problems. Like, you could 1v2 simply just by landing your shots. In D2, that is no longer the scenario. You can't 1v2 even. And if you can 1v3, you're, you either got lucky or the other team just missed their shots. It's literally ah. impossible to 1v2 if you if it's a competent person on the other end. I did see you pull off a 1v4 today. Um, but you ended up trading at the end to keep it from being a clip. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. My shotgun range wasn't what it needed to be, and then I overshot my jump. But yeah, that was outside. the reason you pulled off the one before was because you had a shotgun. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you can't do that with primaries anymore. No way. And even with the shotgun, it's I found that rockets have just been tearing me apart. So I kind of shifted to that end of the spectrum near the end of the day, like over a course of a couple games. But that's what makes D one different from D two. It's just you can't it's not a solo game anymore you need your team you need a friend at all times either that or you just kind of duck and cover now that second question of people aren't performing as well kind of ties into that first part with team play yeah here like now we see in like destiny 2 a lot of successful teams quote unquote 
are teams that are super passive. They don't push out. They don't do anything. They kind of hide in a corner and just, you know, scope down a lane, cover all the angles. And the second you slide out, you just get pot shot with Midas. Or if you go too close, you get hit by Last Hopes. Um, that is what our meta is. And that's why people don't do too hot, because we're not used to that. Like, I personally have a terrible habit of running in, flying, just because I'm so used to just doing that in D1. Like, I can go around a corner, guns blazing, and get out. Here, if someone's hard-scoped, it takes me a second to find them. With TTK is so high, there is no way I'm going to win if there's one shot in me. And the guy's pegging me in the head. So that could be a possible reason why people aren't performing as well, because they just have so many bad habits coming in from D1. Now, if you never played D1, you have a lot of stuff to do. You have to learn a lot coming into D2. Um, with teams, it's all teamwork. You have to hold hands. you got to shoot together. Now, one of the things that I guess would make us successful as Trials Helpers is coordinated attacks. Like, if you notice, if you play a lot of PvP, you'll sometimes notice people run in groups. Either, you know, a group of two or a group of four, maybe a group of three here and there. Now, if you're ever isolated and you see a bunch of, you know, pings on your radar, you got to get out. You should always try to find that, like, little hole in your radar where you can try to squeeze through using, like, cover to, you know, slide. And if you're a hunter, you can, you know, do the little rolls. Or use, if you're a titan, you know, drop a shield behind you and run so they can't shoot you in the back. Now, if you're on the aggressive side, that's where it becomes a lot more fun with a good team because you can coordinate how you want to penalize that solo player, in my scenario, me. Like, you can, if I'm running the flank like I use, I'm usually doing, and you are you see me caught out, you see two pings on one side and you see one ping on the other, you should focus that one ping. And to do so, you want to send maybe, like, two guys one way. If I'm in, like, a hallway, send two guys to one side, send two guys to the other. Now, if I'm in the middle, I don't know which way to go. I'm trapped. Like, I have to pick either go towards these two guys or go to the other two guys. And I can't take both of you on at the same time. So I'm going to either pick one side and get killed or just kind of huddle in the center, hope, you know, you guys don't see me. Or just get pen like pushed in from both sides and just die. In trials, it's a little more difficult because, uh, for example, this weekend, Midtown... A lot of teams are just kind of doing their own thing. There's a lot of cover. There's a lot of hallways to hide in. And if you're not coordinated at all, you're just you're getting hit from every angle. And sometimes, like, the raider doesn't even pick up an enemy when you're getting shot. And I found, like, crouching is really strong in this game right now. Like, if you just crouch and sit in a corner, the raider doesn't even pick you up. You're basically invisible. And there's many times where I just, like, jump over a guy thinking he's either a snare grenade or... I think he's on the other side of the wall and he's not. Yeah, and sliding sliding kind of has the same effect. Like when every time every time you go down to slide, you drop off a radar. So if you're sliding a lot and they're not looking at the radar constantly, they might miss the second that you blip on and then go back into a slide and blip off. So they might not even see you approaching. So definitely crouching and uh sliding is I agree with that, man. That's super strong. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought sliding up because that's something everyone should do. Like, when you come around a corner, you should always be sliding because 
with the MITA being the meta right now, everybody has a radar up at all times. And most people are running the MITA. So, like, if you're coming around a corner, I know you're coming around a corner. I'm already, like, looking towards that door. I'm looking towards that angle. And if you slide, you know, chances are you come in hot and I'm going to miss that first shot. And maybe you see me first and you get your first shot and you can take me out. But if you're just walking around a corner, I'm ready for you. And I will shoot you first because I'm already prepped. Because you have to peek around the corner, find me, and then shoot me. Whereas I'm already lined up, ready to go. And that's where a slide is very useful. And you'll notice a lot of the good teams, that's all they do is slide. Slide in, slide out. They're never running in a straight line unless they know no one's around them. I kind of accidentally uh, got keen on this this week. I started running the uh, Trials AR, which has slideways on it, which gives you a slight bump to um, stability and handling uh, when you are sliding for like every two seconds that you slide. You have that. So I was actually, if I saw, if I knew I was going to engage someone, I would slide the corner. So I'd have slightly better stats on my gun. And, and then just being at that low angle, I usually got the drop on them too. So what you just said, like 100% have felt that this week. And that, I really enjoy that, man. I think it's, I think it is super powerful just to throw people off. And, you know, if you're running one of the trials weapons that has that perk on it, you know, added benefit. Yeah, for sure. And it reloads your gun, which is very, very good in this meta, too, because you're always firing. There's a lot of auto-rifle play going on, so you're just spraying down corners and everything like that. So, okay. Do you have all three characters unlocked? I do not, actually. What are, I, you, what are you running right now? I'm kind of maining a hunter now. So Man. I have a warlock, but I was going to make a titan today with Hambo, but that didn't really come into play since we spent so long trying to get people flawless. Hey, you got one person there today. Don't fuck <laughs> yourself up. Seth, <laughs> we had a world's longest trials card. Oh my gosh. Like I'm going for flawless seven hours and seven minutes before wow. I got someone flawless today. Yeah, there were like 14 different people in that group during the course of the day. Uh, so it wasn't the same for the entire time. No, I got out. But... I got out lucky. I got four games in in the morning. We won two and lost two, and then I got out and I'm like, I'm gonna do something else. But I had I had the stream up and I've watched the uh, the struggles and the uh, every time you jumped over anything, <laughs> you were in trouble uh, all day long because four people were firing at you before you even hit the ground. Yeah, and that's that's the team play thing. It's just not. I'm not used to it, and I'm I'm still trying to change my mindset for that. But it's just, you come around a corner, people are already set up. Like, you know, some of the angles are easier to get to from one side than the other. And they're posted up, and, you know, you die once, and you learn, okay, I'm not jumping up there again, let me try a different angle. And then chances are, they're either set up there, or you can get a flank on them, but it only works once. And you always have to be changing your your strategy. Yeah. And one of the things I don't like about this game is getting shot through walls. I feel like it's, it's a huge thing. And... I've been, you know, troubled by that a lot today. It's just I think I'm safe, but on I guess on your screen you still see me in the middle of the street or something like that. And it just kills you. Yeah, that's the the connection thing is is hard from that aspect. Um so touching back on the on the hunter, uh are you running Night Stalker? Yes. Andy? I am what what makes so I think I know the answer to this question, but for everyone else out there, 
um, you were a warlock main, like you were the stormcaller of our group. Like you could, you could shut down anyone else playing stormcaller. You were untouchable with stormcaller in D1. What made you switch to hunter, specifically night stalker now in D2? What, what is the neutral game that is drawing you? So partially I am kind of burnt out with a grind. I played a lot of D1, like more than I'd like to admit. And I literally grinded everything as fast as I could. Just, you know, put in hours and hours. And I think with Destiny 2, I kind of told myself, I'm going to pick one class and I'm going to stick with it. And Stormcaller has been my baby since day one, and I loved it. But I also loved the fact that Warlocks kind of had that skate to them, that movement skate where you can just kind of like glide up, and at, when you're at the peak of the jump, you can kind of glide, like boost forward. And it gave you a lot of speed, and I was pretty good at like throwing people off because you don't really expect a warlock to be quick. And you can, I was able to like get around corners or bounce off of walls enough to like make up for that speed, and I could almost be like a hunter. And sometimes like I catch titans too, but D two kind of took that away from me. And whenever I tried playing the warlock, I would find myself just you know mashing like hitting A at the right times, but really not going anywhere. And I also found that. You know, like, I would get caught out with my glide because it just goes so slow and I'm not used to it anymore. But the other thing that bothered me about it was, even though I love Warlock, I still love it. But, like, I found myself, since I claw a lot, like, I try to slide. And I would drop my rift unnecessarily. Like, I un, like I wasn't meaning to do it. And I would try to slide and instead I'd drop a rift and i just get shot up. And so, like, as much as I like them, there was, like, a lot of things that my play style kind of inhibited me from enjoying it as much. And then I switched to Hunter, and then I liked that a lot because their jump is very, very quick. Their neutral game is really strong. All their classes are have a really good neutral game. I think Golden Gun is like the weakest neutral game, but it's super is the best, so it kind of makes up for it. Now Night Stalker is my favorite right now because going invisible basically takes away every piece of aim assist this game offers. And even though sometimes you'll still get shot up because people are pre-firing, um, more than likely than not when you were in PvP, you saw someone go invisible, and you try and like track them, and your shots are just going everywhere. Like you can't line up the shot. And invisibility in this game is so much better than D1. It's really hard to see somebody if you're not paying attention for it. Um, they're also like their smokes are really good for zoning. I've tried using their grenades, and I think I'm sticking to vortex now because spike grenade is very situational. And the void wall, I found, didn't really do too much because people will have so much protection up all the time. And you can't really get that angle that you need to on it. Whereas Vortex, you can kind of trump a Titan shield. And I think that's my favorite part about it. It's just, you know, Titan puts up their shield, you throw your void, like your Vortex, and you just watch it melt. You don't have to think about it. But the invisibility is very, very strong on it. And I also like seeing through walls. Like... You basically have keen scout at all times, and just getting that one second advantage of like you know you see the guy, you start tracking them, and they go around the corner. You see them like pacing back and forth, and you know exactly when they're going to peek out, so you can kind of pre-fire just on time to get that advantage, and kind of make up for like that latency of this game. Yeah, I didn't realize the aim assist thing uh, with invisibility, but now that you say that, it makes so much sense, dude. Yeah, many a auto rifle shot that it has gone spraying all over the place when you thought you were on it, and I'm just like, 
Well, uh, Invisible Guy's going to get away now. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <clears throat> it also sets up for like a nice play, too. You can just go invisible and kind of flank somebody without them knowing. Or, you know, like I'm in a corner, I go invisible, I jump over you. You're still looking in the corner. You don't know where I am because you think I'm still there, but I'm behind you now. It's like a good get-out-of-jail card sometimes, like if you can get it off in time. But like one of the things I've learned is if you're shooting an AR at me, I should not dodge in the line of your bullets. Like I need to dodge, you know, to the left or the right of it so I don't get shot up as I'm turning invisible. Right, because you're not invincible during those frames. You just, you know, are harder to hit. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so I, I went up against, I've gone up against a couple really good Night Stalkers this week in Iron Banner. Um, who are really good at using invisibility to evade and then escape really successfully. Like, I was quite impressed. Um, I know that when I used to use shade step in D1, like, I there was like a pattern to shade step and jumping, um, to really throw people off. Do you find that when you are dodging invisible, are you sliding right away? Or are you jumping right away? Like, is there is there a technique that you're trying to add with the invisibility to not only get the dodge in there, but also to misplace you, like, so you're not just running in a straight line to cover? So I found that a lot of the hunters I've gone against kind of do that shade step or, like, the invisibility, and then they jump straight in the air. So, like, I personally have started looking for people in the air. So, like, I know if you go invisible, I'm starting to look up and just shooting upwards. So, I think now it's more so I'll go invisible once. I'll jump in the air as, like, you know, a default. If you start tracking me in the air, I'll start, I'll just wait a second and then start sliding. So, it's not so much, like, shade step where, you know, it's like that routine shade step, jump, you know, shoot a couple times from in the air, drop shades. Like, the second you're feet touch the ground, you shade step, jump. Yep. So it's not as simple as that anymore because your timer is so long for that shade step, like in this in Destiny too. So you have to be able to use it, you know, get yourself in a good position of run away or attack, and then also like know that you have an exit, because in D one, you know, you you shade step, kill someone, and then by the time the fight's over, you could shade step again, and so you always had like a escape mechanism. Whereas here it's like I think like fifteen seconds for it to come back up. So it's still like one of the lowest cooldown class abilities that a hunter has, like compared to the other two. But you still, you don't want to use it too early and then get stuck because you're sitting there trying to get out from another person and you can't. Yeah, that makes sense. But jumping has been very, very hard to track to me. So if someone was, if you want to try it, just, you know, play a hunter, just go invisible and just jump over somebody. It's very amusing. And it gets a few laughs sometimes where you're just like, look at this guy, he doesn't know where I am. I'm just like right behind him, just like waving at him. <laughs> you just shoot him in the back. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Land awesome. behind him and emote and then melee him. Yeah, it's great when it works. Cool, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, well, anything else to uh, that you want to like touch on real quick before, uh, before we wrap up the segment with kind of just playing aggressive with that style or anything? Just always have a buddy. Like, I think that's that's what I'm learning, and that's what I tell people all the time is you shouldn't be alone. And you'll notice if I'm playing, I'm usually alone, but I try to have, like, an escape. And most, like, I'd say, like, 80% of the time it works. But there's 20% of the time where I get collapsed on by, like, a good team, and I can't get out because 
I can't kill someone fast enough and also escape at the same time because by the time I kill you, you know, I'm already weak. And if any time a second person shows up, it's just I know I'm gone. Like, I have to be able to get out of line of sight and escape. But I'd say go with a buddy. Like, always have someone on your angle or, you know, just kind of near you. So, like, if I'm weak and I'm, like, fluffy, like, I, I need to get out. I need you to be looking my way and be like, okay, you're clear. I have your angle. Like, I'm going to shoot behind you. Like, so I'm running towards you, and you're going to shoot any red player that shows up behind me. Kind of just, like, even if you don't shoot them, just, like, suppressive fire. Like, you yeah. don't want them to, like, push out and shoot me in the back because I'm already weak. And as a hunter, that recovery is atrocious. Like, I am red health for a good minute after I get shot. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, Hambo can... Hambo's seen me on my stream a couple of times where I've been red held for a whole, like, match. Like, a whole round sometimes. It's just, like, one straight bullet hits you in the foot. You gotta wait another minute. And it's not like Warlock where you can just kind of consume a grenade or drop a rift or use any of your high-level abilities. Yeah, B10 recovery and just wait a second. Oh, my God. I played someone today, and he had 10 recovery, dude. And every time he would kill one of us his shield was already regenerating like mid fight his shield was regenerating yep it was absurd i didn't ten, even know what the heck he was doing 10 recovery is insane i i boosted i'm running one i think i'm running one six ten right now on my warlock something like yeah i think it's one six ten and it might be one five ten i don't remember anyways i'm running 10 recovery and i'm not even i'm like finding that i don't even need to devour nades because by the time it the thought comes to my head like should i eat my nade i'm like oh my health is gonna be back in a second okay there it is let's keep going mm-hmm. so cool man well i uh i kind of want to go start a hunter i'm not gonna lie they are a lot of fun i enjoy the mobility of them but I'm also envious of your Warlock's recovery. And I was telling Hambo I was going to make a Titan because I was so tired of dying to pulse grenades. And just <laughs> having, like, you know, a shield that you can put up, defend yourself. I think, like, okay, like, I think Titans are the way to go, in my opinion. Just for the meta's sake. Because they get two pulse grenades, they have a shield, they have shoulder charge, like, they have all the mobility. Like, they can float in the air for long periods of time, like, rockets being as devastating as they are now like being able to stay in the air for a long time like warlocks and titans it's, it's a huge a bit like a lifesaver yeah and i've watched like frostbolt for example and like just watching him play where you know he's like weak and he'll drop a shield behind him run the other way and like you're stuck like fighting a shield and he's already gone and then just having two pulse grenades like those things kill you so quick that you can't you don't even know what's happening the pulses yeah. and everything but yeah Destiny 2 is a huge, it's a wild ride, and I think everyone's still kind of trying to figure out the meta. And just trying to figure out their place coming from D1, like how to survive, how to change your bad habits. And it's, it's a huge learning process, but I think I think we'll get there over time. It's only been a month and a half, so we got some learning to do still. For sure, man, for sure. Well, I'll tell Absolutely. you what. We will, uh, we'll have to just i guess have you back on the show in a week or two and uh see where it's gone from there and you can we can talk uh we can revisit the subject and see if anything has changed or or come out of the the woodwork since since this episode but um yeah i kind of want to go play hunter now (laughs) let's do it a team of full hunters 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. So be me and Nip's dead, giving call outs to Val on where people are on the map. Um give about right. credit. I heard you were getting <laughs> you were a god at this game. He's much better. Much better. Yeah. I'm better than I was in D one. I'm not a god. <laughs> but I am definitely better than I was in D one. That is for sure. Cool, man. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Nips, anything else from you before I wrap it up? Nope. Uh, good luck on the rest of your uh, carries this evening. Hopefully it's uh, late enough that all the sweaty kids have to go to bed so they can get to school tomorrow morning and you guys have some better luck. Hopefully, man. I'm hoping. I want to get more people there. Friday was really good, which is surprising. Today has just been like literally sweaty after sweaty, like, I haven't seen this many 3.0 plus teams in, since the end of D1. It's just kind of crazy, but we'll see. More virgins to the lighthouse. Maybe it's Iron Banner, too. Possibly. That's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. I think most people are just playing Iron Banner over Trials. Yep. Cool, man. Well, thanks for hanging out today. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll be hearing your beautiful voice again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure to show up on the podcast. Later, big brother. Later, little one. Catch you on the flip side. So lessons from my apparent big brother. I hope he buys me smokes when I get a little bit older. Uh, Val has been teaching me lessons in the Crucible since, I don't know, it's been about two years when he uh, randomly joined up into our, our 100 group. Yeah, at that time was a three two eight. We have since had a vote, a vote for uh, a name change. We chose Tread Upon Shards, and then Destiny Two came along. And while he's no longer in the group, uh, he has helped numerous of us get to the lighthouse and get our free swag at the end of uh, each week. So that's always pretty helpful. Um. And honestly, he's a great resource for Crucible, and Lord knows when private matches come, he'll do all kinds of stupid, embarrassing things to make me feel <laughs> like a fool, uh, and probably probably record it and laugh all the way to the bank on my foolishness. We're all really glad that he doesn't have the uh, YouTube editing skills down yet to uh, make montages of all of us weekly. Oh, again, so many times. Uh, so yeah, I think, you know, we'll finish off the, the crucible school part there and, uh, wrap up this week's episode of, uh, potato thumbs podcast expired. The, uh, the moderator of a three, two, eight slash tush, the, uh, the man who, uh, keeps us all in line as best he can, <laughs> Why don't you let uh, any, people know how to get involved? Yeah, any club that would have me as a member, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, if anybody's interested, uh, you know, Alpha Three Twenty Eight, we're we're growing strong, but we're always happy to meet new people, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's on the one hundred dot io. We have our our Bungie Clan as well. You you may have seen our our Tush moniker out in the uh, out in the Crucible or out in a raid somewhere or meet. Drunk on a Friday night at 3 a.m. joining joining blueberries if you bump into me, but happy to play with you and and you know thanks for having me on the show. Definitely, yeah that that hundred it was fun. 
that hundred IO group is really great. Like you guys always have like a really good chat going on and um there's always games to be played. So if people are out on the hundred IO, they should definitely definitely look you guys up and, and jump in on some Xbox games for sure. Not the greatest PvPers in the world. We'll play it and we'll have fun with it, but we're not gonna we're not a team that'll carry you to the lighthouse, but Shit, you need to do something in the PvE world, you're going to get it done. Raids, Nightfalls, all that kind of stuff. This group of folks is pretty good at knocking that stuff out pretty quickly. I would say that Treads has above average PvE and PvP players, like, for sure. Like, you, I mean, it was Treads that brought me into, like, the more competitive scene with, uh, with destiny and and uh you know pvp so i i definitely don't sell your guys's clan short like you guys have a very active clan with some very capable people and and the thing is like everyone's cool like we give people shit about uh, you know like we give wolf shit about like <laughs> like getting mad suiciding <laughs> we get we give gator shit about you know like about pvp but like every single person is so nice dude like it's it's a pretty great group to be to be involved in for sure. So Absolutely yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Nips, um, if I wanted to send you uh, pictures of um, beer cans or make suggestions on beer cans that you should consume, where would I find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Admiral Nips, and on Xbox Live is Hambo Space nineteen eighty two. Uh, those are your best bets to get a hold of me. Uh, if you want to send me pictures of beer cans, I'm on Instagram as Admiral Nips, but uh, I don't really check that very often. So I would be pleasantly surprised to see hundreds and hundreds of beer can pics. <laughs> I like this. I like where this is going. Does it have to be beer can pics? I mean, if I had other picks <laughs> those you always need to... happy for interaction with a fan <laughs> those you need to slide into the twitter dms <laughs> or not make that shit public <laughs> doing the light of day which you'll do at night uh, well i am uh i'm fluffy fingers md uh, you can find us on Twitter at Potato Thumbs. You can email us at potatothumbs at gmail.com. Every once in a while, when I remember at work and I'm really bored, I will check iTunes for reviews. Um, and yeah, if you if you have anything to say about deathrx.com, definitely send us your hate mail about Lotus. And other than that, I think it was a pretty successful uh, podcast, guys. I had a lot of fun tonight. Lucky number 13 in the books. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a great time. Oh, dude, it, it was wonderful, man. It definitely was.